You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Fernando. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Opposite Tastes podcast. Two Gen Xers who can't be more different sample odd snacks and discuss or argue about pop culture. Of course, we've got our snack review coming up at the end of the episode, but first, dreams. I don't know why I had to say it like that. Oh. Does it make sense? Say it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So before we get into dreams, we have some sponsors. Jamie, what's your sponsor today? My sponsor today is Drool. Ooh. Yeah, an ever-present reminder that you're not as dignified or as cool as you, as you think. Very nice. Mine is somewhat related. Uh, my sponsor today is Pillows. From dry humping to catching drool, yeah, it does it all. Together. Yeah, Pillows. Exactly. You don't even know what that's from, right? That's from Greece. Okay, good. Jeez. Come on I didn't now. give you enough credit. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Lyrics I can kind of get. It's, uh, it's the names of actors, that's where... That's my blank spot. That is true. Yeah, my, my blind spot. Um, okay, so those are our sponsors. Before we get into dreams, do you have a question for me? Yes. And this is also thematic. Okay. Keeping with the theme. All right. Okay, so, you know, we all have our um, rituals and then styles when we sleep or when we get ready to sleep. Like, right. What do you do to prep? You know, what kind of position or do you do you have a position in the sleeping um you know do you move around a lot that kind of stuff so what fernando is your sleep style and you can share whatever you want right um i have this bad habit of sleeping with my arms up mm-hmm. or at least one arm up mm-hmm. usually up under my pillow mm-hmm. well, I do that also sometimes, and then yeah. it gets numb. Yeah, then my shoulders, you know, you have like a dead fish and arm, like, you know. Yeah. And you have to move really slowly down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I've tried to consciously not do it, but yeah. then when I do that, I still have shoulder issues, I don't know, like, or my neck. I'm actually it having. Get, it doesn't get numb, at least. I've been having horrible sleep lately. Yeah. Um, I don't enjoy the bed that I have. Have Is this, it old? No, it's okay. it's uh, one of those memory foam, mm-hmm. those Tempur-Pedic type mm-hmm. of beds. Yeah. You know, they come in a small box, and then you break it open, and then you run away because it expands, and then you got to give it two days for it to cure or settle or whatever the hell it is, and yeah. then. But um, so there's no box spring for it, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. With these things, and. Um, they say, you know, at first there's a discomfort period, you know, your body kind of has to mm-hmm. adjust to it. It might seem like super too firm for you, you know. Okay. But it seems like I've never gotten over that adjustment period and it's been, I don't know, a year. Hmm. So. What kind of pillow do you have? Um, similar type of pillows. Well, I have foam. pillows with, well, yeah, it seems foam. it's a combo of <coughs> foam with those cooling gel beads. Okay. And uh, it all sounds nice, but mm. I don't know. I would take like an old school, old like school. beat up mattress and a feather or a whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe polyurethane you gotta... pillow. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. 
some type of uh, some type of pillow stuffed with yeah, you know, regular I mean, stuff. You know, sometimes I think pillows get too high tech. Yeah. And then they can like really get up there in price. I mean, why yeah. do I have to pay over a hundred hundred dollars for a pillow? Yeah. That's only gonna supposedly last last me like six months, right? Betting people, you're trying too hard. Don't I overthink mean, it. You just want our money too much. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is coming from a person who used to just sleep on, you know, strangers' floors and couches. You know, I spent my 20s well, you know, doing when that. You're so. young, yeah. You can really do that. Yeah. So now, I don't know. I'm just in pain all the time now. Whatever. Yeah. That's fine. I think you need, you probably need some neck support with your. Um, it hurts so pillow. bad. It's like sometimes I'm thinking I'm using too many pillows. Yeah, so maybe you need like and a then, low profile pillow. And then I just go to one. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Hate it. Hate it. So yeah, thanks for asking. Okay. Now, background on dreams. <laughs> uh, a dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that usually occur involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. The content and purpose of dreams are not fully understood, although they have been a topic of scientific, philosophical, and religious interest throughout recorded history. Dream interpretation is the attempt at drawing meaning from dreams and searching for an underlying message. The scientific study of dreams is called, I don't know if you know this. Dreamology. Uh, <laughs> it's like o o onirolo onirology. Onirology. Wow. Onirology. Yeah. O-N-E-I-R-O-L-O-G-Y. Yeah. I cannot. Yeah, but anyway. That's some background on dreams. Now, the first thing that we wanted to kind of tackle here is within our own personal experience, some recurring dreams. Are we doing recurring dreams or reoccurring dreams? Do you know the I difference? Should, no, what's the difference? Ooh, I'm glad you asked because I had to look that up. Now, uh, recurring dream means, well, basically, reoccurring means it happens just more than once. That's all it takes for something to be same reoccurring. Same kind of dream, like same... Or just, or just the definition of reoccurring. Reoccurring is when something happens at least more than once. Recurring is it's going to happen more than once steadily for an unlimited duration. Like, um, like winter. Winter, right? Winter weather, that's a recurring... Winter is coming. It's a recurring winter pattern. However, okay. however, however, like in Vegas, when it gets so cold that it snows, uh -huh. right? Like it did recently. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's reoccurring because it happened. It's not regular, but it does happen once in a while, and it has happened more than once. Okay. Yeah. Very similar, but different. Mm. All right. Yeah, but I guess it could be recurring or reoccurring dreams. As long as you've had the same similar type of dream more than once, I think yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> interesting for conversation, though, don't you think? Uh, yeah, just for a moment. <laughs> All right. So, uh, of these type of dreams, which uh, what kind of dreams have you had, or what, what was the subject matter? Um, so when you say recurring or reoccurring dreams, I I'm taking back to my childhood, of course. Uh -huh. I think maybe that's where you find a lot of the a lot of them. Yeah, I you think know? so. Um, and uh, let's see, there was, uh, and I have my own sort of theories about what they actually mean. But um, 
I think one was, one was, uh, so I'm a, I'm a kid, I have a big brother. Right. Um, and um, <clears throat> my, oh no, no, okay. Um, in, in my childhood house, in the uh, house I grew up in, um, I was being sort of chased by a Frankenstein monster in pajamas. He's wearing pajamas. He's wearing pajamas. He's wearing pajamas. What are you wearing? I have no idea. Okay. You're not naked though. No. no okay. No. Um, and uh, there's like a, some kind of little party going on. My, my parents are throwing a party. Okay. But I should be sleeping, but I'm being chased by this Frankenstein in pajamas. Do, the, do your parents know about the Frankenstein monster? I don't know, but see, I'm trying to get my mom's attention. And uh, she's like totally not paying attention to me. Yeah, okay. Um, but I'm freaking out because there's this monster chasing me, right? Right. And so, you know, there's all this sort of um, panic. There's right. anger. Sure. You know, yeah. why aren't you paying attention to right. me? Why aren't you help helping me? Right, right. right. So that, I think that, that dream happened at least twice. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and I've had other ones where there's like a, there was, a, you know those sock monkeys? You know what that is? Uh, uh, yeah, the sock monkey, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, there was one where this sock monkey comes to life okay. and tickles me to death. I mean, tickles me. Isn't there a popular sock me. monkey, Paul Frank or something? Or? I don't know, oh, but okay. I mean, it was yeah. a popular right. stuffed animal. Kind yeah. Of so I've always hated them because of this dream. Oh, so okay. any kind of sock monkey or sock um, animal. But you used to have one? No, you never had one. I may have. I'm trying to think what triggered that dream. That's yeah, it, I may have. Yeah. I may have. Um, and there's a, a, some other other type of genes where I'm being either pursued or something. And my theory is that you're molested. These no, these things <laughs> represented my brother. Oh. Because he was a bully. He uh. really was not a good big brother. Actually. Uh. Yeah. It's deep. It's it is. Deep. It yep. is. Any other dreams? Um, just general ones. Like uh, sometimes I'm falling. Uh huh. I've had some where I'm kind of flying. Uh huh. Uh, and you, then you several any? where I where I'm. Uh, partially naked. Part so just the bottom half or just the top either, half. Either, yeah, oh, either. Okay. <laughs> you have any like uh, pool-related dreams, like ones that you you're the champion and you're winning, and, or you? <laughs> I don't, no, I don't have you, like triumph type of. Uh, you don't have the ones where, where they they dreams. hoist you up on their shoulders and they're like Jamie, Jamie, and then and then someone's actually in real life someone's trying to wake you up, Jamie, Jamie. No, that happens in movies <laughs> yeah, and I TV. Uh, I have been hoisted on people's shoulders to in celebration of something, though. Oh, you in have? In real life, yeah. On oh, real life, that's mm -hmm. happened. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a uh, oh, dreams come true kind yeah. of. Oh, yeah, wow. definitely. Amazing. What did that warrant? Uh, it was in Vegas. We were at a, um, you know, the JCs. Yeah. My my the community. Uh, the service. junior cobblers. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> community service uh, and the leadership organization that I belong to in my 20s and 30s. Yeah. Wow. And you did something amazing. So amazing. I got a, I received an award at the Las Vegas convention that we had. 
and you were hoisted upon ships. By shoulders. my uh, fellow Hawaii JCs. Yeah. For those that have never experienced, what does that feel like to be hoisted upon one's shoulders uh, and having one, your name chanted? Number precarious. Uh huh. Number two, uh, fairly awesome. <laughs> yeah. Were, were you worried at all that you're going to get dropped? No. There was like four guys holding me, so I mean. Because I think uh, I've had like so much weight issues growing up. Like whenever oh. I'm carried for any type of thing, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty heavy, you know, so. Oh, no, I mean, you know, I'm a woman, so. Yeah, but even like seven bodybuilders like picked me up or something, I'd be like, oh, watch out. Kind of heavy. Seven bodybuilders. Yeah. I think you'd be okay. I think maybe I'm talking about my own dreams. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're talking about lady bodybuilding, <laughs> right? No. Uh, reoccurring dreams for me. I've always had this uh, this dream that I would get whenever I was like really sick. Like you know, um, not well, not really. But I guess to the point where I get a fever. Okay. When I have a, it's like a fever type of dream. Fever dream. Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> In the you don't dream. have a fever in real life. No, I do. You, oh. I only have this dream when I have a fever. Oh, okay. Those are called hallucinations. <laughs> but I swear I'm sleeping. <laughs> okay. um, and it's... I can't even really describe it, but it's basically these sticks. And there's this one stick and it, kept, it keeps getting slammed by these other pile of sticks. And it just goes on and on. It's and like an abstract thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, and you hear like acid jazz going on in the background mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm. you know, like one right. of those pink elephant type of scenarios. Yes. And Sounds like a hallucination to me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laughing while this happens. And I don't remember this, but my mom would always tell me like she freaks out because she's always like watching me because I'm, you know, because you I have a fever. fever. Yeah. You're right. And she's keeping an eye on me. And then she hears laughing and she just sees me just asleep, just laughing in bed. And it's the most freakiest thing to her. And so... It must be quite frightening to see your beloved child laughing in his sleep. Right. While he has a high Despiring fever. from a fever. Yes. Yeah. Crazy, yes. right? Yes. So anyway, that's one. Um, another dream that I always had when I was little was uh, what I called the car dream. So I'm always, somehow I end up in a car and I'm the only one in it. And of course, I'm a kid, so I can't drive it. So I'm, I'm freaking out because I'm in this car and I can't stop it, or I don't, I don't know what to do. And I, I never remember what scenario led up to me being in the car. It's just it starts in the car. So I always mm. thought that was weird. Okay. Um, I think there's some abandonment issues. Probably. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. And then one that I have as an adult. Wait, so you think the car represents the, aban the abandonment issue? I think... Um, it has something to do with it? It's, it's not so much the car itself, it's that no one's with me in the car. Mm. It does sound like abandonment. Yeah. Yeah, like you're alone. Yeah, I had a lot of abandonment issues when I was little. Right, right, yeah. right. With uh, my mom and her boyfriends and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's this other dream that I have now. And um, it's basically, well, it, I was with this band called Pimpot for mm -hmm. almost almost 15 years. Mm -hmm. I think we almost made 14 or so, 14 years or so. Right. Um, and then it, bro it broke up horribly. Right. And so, you know, when you're, when you're in a band, it's like a relationship, right? Yeah. It's and like a family album. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they were my, my social life, you mm -hmm. know, to have, to have like 
all of them like turn their back on you mm-hmm. it's like um it's so much loss and but so much hate at the same time and i've never hated it's people it's a mix of uh, a bunch yeah. of negative feelings yeah yeah yes and um so i i have reoccurring dreams about those members all the time oh really you know sometimes we make up yeah. sometimes we fight even more yeah. sometimes there's bloodshed Woo. and yeah that comes up like all the time yeah 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 i don't blame you yeah sucks but then you know i put myself in that situation so you did i did you did i did so anyway i will tell you that every day from now on <laughs> you did so moving on <laughs> uh wait wait so i gotta ask you yeah okay so i looked up common dream themes okay um and so like okay so these are ones that i have sort of had also so one common theme is um someone dying or dies have you ever had that uh no okay no. i have okay what does that mean oh i don't know oh like, uh, okay like uh maybe it's one that where my, where my mom was dying or died and then i would wake up crying you ever wake up crying oh yeah no i woke up crying before i don't remember why, you know why exactly okay. yeah yeah have you ever had a dream like right after someone died then they're in your dream no I've had that before. No. Uh well, I haven't really had um someone close to me die yet. Oh, okay. Like someone super close to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um okay, how about falling? You ever fall? Yes. From a high place? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a good feeling. No. No. No, no, no. no. Not at all. Um, Especially now with my super hard hard ass mattress cuz when I'd wake up like, "Oh my gosh, I did fall. Oh, my neck. I'm paralyzed." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I talked about being na- partially naked. You have any you ever had that too? No. What? Really? Yeah, naked has never I mean, ex- except for erotic dreams, but it's never been right. like, "Oh my gosh, I'm naked." It's like Oh. It's like, "Of course I'm naked. I'm about to seal the deal." You know why? I think I mean, this is just, you know, sure. not that I'm an expert. Sure, in sure. Speculate. Go ahead. It's because you perform a lot. Maybe I'm a bit you of know? an exhibitionist. So. Yeah. So maybe it's, a, it's some some kind of related to performance anxiety ah. or just being vulnerable in some way. I think that there's some merit in that for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, my last one. Uh-huh. They said um is fairly common is infidelity. Oh. You ever had anything like that? Well, <laughs> it doesn't count if it's a dream. <laughs> right? No, well, I'm It didn't specify the list that I saw, but um let's say infidelity of your loved one. They're cheating on you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that before. Yeah, I had that once too. Yeah. Yeah. But if like I'm like, you know, dating Brad Pitt. Right. That's not infidelity at all. Right. And it's not because he's a celebrity. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter. All right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a plus. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. All right. <laughs> okay, uh let's go into favorite dream film. Okay. Unfortunately, you know, I I thought like, okay, mine's got to be Inception, but it's not. You That's know. That's the first one I thought about. Yeah, I because I have such a boner for uh Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's acting, you know. I'm like, oh, of course it's going to be Inception. Just his acting. Just his acting. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But um But no, I didn't really enjoy that film that much, to be honest. 
It was an interesting film. It was interesting. It's not like it would have never make my top. Fifty. Yeah, like say if I saw it in my Netflix queue or something, or you know, browsing, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. keep swiping on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. However, one that I really do love, and will always be my favorite, Romeo and Juliet, to the no. day I die, will be Total Recall, 1990. Mm-hmm. The film tells the story of a construction worker played by Arnold Schwarzenegger who suddenly finds himself embroiled in espionage on Mars and unable to determine if the experiences are real or the result of memory implants. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. While he's going through it, they're like, you know, Sharon Stone, his fake wife, right? She's yeah. saying like, oh no, this isn't really happening. You're still in, in your chair right now. This is all, this is all just a dream. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you know, after everyone's killed and whatever, and then Mars is, uh, they're experiencing their blue sky for the first time mm-hmm. in forever, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh no. I, his last line was like, uh, I just I just realized what if this is all a dream? And then his new girlfriend, she's like, well, kiss me right now before you wake up. And then they kiss and then awesome music. Oh. Roll credits. I think her name was uh, Rachel Tickleton. Oh, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Hispanic, right? Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was like, because he could choose the woman that he wanted to be in his memory implant. He's like, what kind of woman do you want? Be, be honest. He's like, exotic. What about body, body type? Athletic, brunette. Because she was, they were in love before, right? That's probably why he said that. True. I mean, in, yeah. In his, I mean, in his real like other life. Yes. Depends life. on what you believe, but yeah, but yeah, they were former huh. lovers. That gets too complicated. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Uh, what's your uh, favorite dream film? You have only one? I have an honorable mention. Okay, so let me go yeah. with my one. I have two, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, after Inception, I thought of Somewhere in Time. And I, I think I mentioned this before, this movie before. 1980, uh, Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour. Mm. Yeah. Um, where... <clears throat> so this is before Superman. Or during... Oh, okay. Maybe during. 1980, yeah. Yeah. Around that time. Around that time. He was hot. Yes, he was. Right? Um, His career, I mean. It's not him. His career was hot. Yeah, I was like a little too... Anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like, he... It's kind of complicated, but then he um, tries to go back in time uh, to meet this woman that he kind of fell in love with her picture. Okay. So it's like kind of, kind of like modern 1980 time, and then he sure. goes back to like I want to say the 20s or 40s or maybe 20s, 1920s, uh-huh. something like that. And um, he does research, and then he discovers a theory where you sort of hypnotize yourself. So you say, "I, I am in 1920. I am. I'm, I'm there." It is real, you know, blah, blah, blah. So right. you sort of lull yourself to sleep. And then it worked for him. He woke up in 1920. In a, in ah. A, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very romantic. Mushy, mushy romantic. I mean. Right. Uh, yeah. But that is kind of from that whole school of thought, right? Where some people say that you can control your dreams. Yeah, mind over matter, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. What's your, what's your... My honorable mention? Yeah is uh, Alice in Wonderland, 1951. Mm. Actually, I have another one too, The Wizard of Oz. I think that's just that kind of iconic, mine. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And you were you there. Know, and you, you know what there. else we should have? Someone should have picked Labyrinth. Oh crap! That wasn't even in the list that I looked Isn't up. Isn't it Dreamlike? Yeah, there's like there's this like Wikipedia page of of dream films. Oh. And I don't think that was on the list because I would have at least picked that one out for honorable mention for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is that kind is of good. dream. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So, favorite dream moments in TV, mm -hmm. also known as the "all just a dream" trope. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have two major ones. Okay, give me one. Okay, it's uh, remember Newhart. Yes. The TV, the sitcom. Uh, in the final episode, Newhart's character wakes up not as author innkeeper Dick Luden, mm. but as psychologist Dr. Bob Hartley who Bob Newhart previously played on the Bob Newhart show years earlier with Suzanne Plachette. Mm -hmm. uh, I like her. Reprising her role as his wife, Emily, the scene filmed in a recreation of their old bedroom. Mm -hmm. The Newhart finale reveals that the entire show was all just Bob Hartley's bizarre dream. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It is kind of cool, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It's pretty genius. Yeah. Bob Newhart, he's just an amazing comedian, too. His timing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. his dry delivery. You know, he was in um, the Grammys for some reason. Oh, because he won a Grammy. He's won, yeah, he won a Grammy. He won a Grammy way before. Yeah, a comedy album. Yes. That he recorded in a comedy club. I mean, not no, in a nightclub, because there weren't comedy clubs back then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. I love his, um, was it the, um, was it Abraham Lincoln's agent or something? Yeah, something like that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's, uh, let's put that in the notes, Yes. Let's. Okay, Bob. Bob Newhart. Uh, final Abe scene. Lincoln. Oh, Abe Lincoln, yeah. You want my the final scene too? Yeah, there's... I know for a fact it's on YouTube, so might as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what do you got for your... Uh... My only one is Dallas. Um, season 9. They started in 1978, and they went, they went for 14 seasons. Okay. And so season 9, um, basically, uh, the whole season was... Um, it started off with, like... Bobby, the one of the main character, uh -huh. the son of um, son of that family, that rich family in in Texas, um, dying in some kind of car crash, I think. Uh -huh. So, um, <clears throat> so the whole sort of uh, season is what happens afterwards, and then at the end, it turns out his wife wakes up, and um, his wife Pamela, played by Victoria Principal, okay, wakes up. And there's someone in the, the shower, taking a shower, and it's him. Oh. So it turned out to be all her dream. Yeah, I remember that. So apparently, Patrick Duffy, who played Bobby Ewing, he had left the show. Uh -huh. So they killed him off, right? Right. And then he was, I guess, persuaded for some reason to come back. So oh, that's okay. what happened. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing how shows can like adapt to what's going on. I'm kind of going through that with, uh, with Empire right now. Oh, okay. Because uh, that Jesse Smollett or whatever. Yeah. Or Smollett. Smollett, I don't know. Yeah. He, uh, he's on that popular show Empire, right. which a few of us here at work in the office watch, mm -hmm. follow closely and discuss after every episode, which mm -hmm. you overhear at length. And um, 
there's a whole like thing about you know someone's in a casket, someone's dead, we don't know who, oh, really? and we're like, oh, maybe maybe it'll be him now because they might change things around oh, because let's rewrite the script. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. Okay, uh, I have another uh, favorite dream moment. Mm -hmm. The series finale of the 1980s medical dram dramedy, St. Elsewhere, remains one of the most famous examples of the All Just a Dream plot. The series finale revealed at the entire, uh, the, oh, that the entire series took place only within the creative mind of an autistic child. Furthermore, Given the number of other shows connected to St. Elsewhere, some fans have concluded that something like 90% of all American television took place in that autistic kid's mind. And that autistic kid grew up to be the good doctor. <laughs> That's on now. Oh, on the good doctor. Is it called the good doctor? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's be <laughs> doctors again. He's just firing people left and right. Yeah. What? Remember, like, because uh, in the very beginning, right? Who has denied something, something? No, you're talking about what? New Amsterdam. Oh, I am talking about New Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Wait, who's the good doctor then? The good doctor is, uh, he's a young guy, but he has autism, but he is so super smart that he became a doctor. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I haven't seen Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it was, it's produced by Daniel Day Kim, who used to be on, like, uh, what? You know, Hawaii Lost, yeah. Hawaii Bible, yeah. He's the producer? Mm hmm Wow. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Wow. He's doing pretty well yeah. for himself. Oh, right on. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. I was thinking the good place, but no, that's no. not it either. No. Hmm. I have to keep my eyes open. Um, you got any other? Uh, no. Dreams? That's it. Okay. So let's <clears throat> talk about dream soundtrack wish list. Maybe something that you'd want to hear in your dreams, or mm -hmm. something that you'd want to. Because you say right. I mean. Um, Depends, yeah. I mean, it depends on what setting you want. I mean, do you yeah. want like a happy, active dream? Right. Do you want a peaceful, calm dream? There's only one kind of dream I want, which is an uh, erotic dream. So I would just listen to Porno Sonic, which is unreleased 70s porn music on Apple Music. All right. With Ron Jeremy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just you and him? I mean, he'd pop in once in a while. Like, <laughs> like he's the pilot, you know. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about you? What's what's on your soundtrack? Um, it's a tough question because yeah, like there's several enjoyable, you know, dreams that you could like dream categories that you could sure, you could say sure. right. Um, but the you know the first one that popped up was Enya. Yeah, you know, I, I would say instrumentals for sure. Yeah, lyrics would just get in the way, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I've been listening to a lot of uh, exotica jazz lately. I've been going, reaching back and listening to some Martin Denny. That could be good. That yeah. could be a good soundtrack to a dream. It would be, right? Kind. I'm just getting hammered at a tiki bar. Or just being lost in a jungle. They'd be like, Ron Jeremy, what are you doing here? Oh, that's what I want, Ron Jeremy. Yeah. It'll eventually get there. Is he still alive? Yeah, I've interviewed him before. Okay. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, anything else you got besides Enya? No, no. What about that, um, what's that one guy that played that famous, uh... Zamfir. What? 
Is that fear with the pan flute? No? No, 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 no. He played like flugelhorn. <laughs> Chuck Mangione? No. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? He did that, um, that, uh, that instrumental. It was like late 70s. It's not rising. It's not rising. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, it's almost like Muzak, you know, where it's like maybe you listen to that and then in your dream you're in a dentist's office. <laughs> so it wouldn't mm. be that pleasurable. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Or you're grocery shopping. Something like Yanni, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's or maybe if you wanted to be like a just superhero. Silence. How about you're... just silence? Yeah, how about <laughs> No, I want, the, I want the sounds of my leaf blower from the outside. Mm. Yeah. Okay, uh, so maybe to help some people have better sleeps, better dreams, maybe. Better sleeps. Better sleeps, sleeps. better dreams. Opposite taste dream tips. Let's give it to them. Okay. Well, this is not really a, dream, a, a tip to have better dreams, but um, interesting. To know about uh, dreams. Activity. Start oh, okay. a dream journal. Huh. Yeah. If you can remember. I mean, that's, that's the thing. You have to be disciplined enough to, if you do remember it when you wake up, right. write it down right away. Write it or disappear. do a speech to text. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or a voice memo on your iPhone. A lot of options. A lot of options. Or face mold, maybe. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, since I already mentioned erotic dreams... Um, here's a tip. Sleeping on your belly gives you erotic dreams, or that helps you get erotic dreams. That is also bad for your back. People who sleep on their tummy tend to get short of breath at night, and because of that, they often have dreams of wild sex. Because they're suffocating. Well, it's because they're doing an activity which causes them shortness of breath. Yeah. That doesn't sound healthy. Please, listeners, <laughs> do not try it at home. <laughs> okay, now do you have another tip? Um, just factoid. like if you want to, if, if dreams are interesting to you and you uh-huh. want to dream, yeah. um, one tip is before you fall asleep, tell yourself, I want to dream, I want to have a dream, I want to have a dream, I want to have a dream. Really? Apparently, yeah. Apparently that works for waking up at a certain time. I'm going to wake up at 7. Not for I'm me. I'm going to wake up at 7. <laughs> I, need, I need an alarm. I don't know. Tell yourself three times before you go to bed. It's kind of worked for me. A monster might appear. <laughs> I cannot see that. <laughs> Did you know that different cheeses can affect your dreams? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, all cheeses contain an amino acid called tryptophan, which is helpful in normalizing sleep and reducing stress levels. And there was a study in, in uh, 2005. It was conducted by the Br- British Cheese Board. Uh, it was discovered that the subjects who normally ate cheddar cheese dreamt more about celebrities. The people who ate blue cheese experienced bizarre dreams. And the Cheshire gave the best night's sleep, but it causes dreamlessness. People who ate red... Uh, Cheshire? Lan- Isn't that a cat? Yeah. Uh, red <laughs> Lancashire had nostalgic dreams about their families and childhood. And the <clears throat> ones who ate blue Lancashire... Uh, dreamt mostly about their work. So, yeah. You stay away from that one. Yeah. I wonder uh, Gouda, what kind of dreams Gouda would be. Gouda or, ones. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or, it's actually Gouda. Ah. Uh, yeah. 
But, uh, okay, do you have another tip? No, that's it. Okay, uh, here's the last one, and we kind of already touched on this, is that what you hear and smell influences your dreams. So, our mind, in, our mind interprets the noise occurring around us while we're asleep, and it makes a part of our dream. So, this, this means that sometimes oh, yeah. in our dream that we hear a sound from reality, which is incorporated in a way that makes sense to our subconscious. Oh, that reminds me of a dream I had once. Okay, so it was a celebrity of some kind, like, okay. a, like, a, like a hot guy. Uh -huh. I don't know if I was dating him, but he was in the dream. And then all of a sudden he lets out a huge fart. <laughs> okay. I wake up, it's my husband that made the fart. Oh. So I was mad at him for ruining my dream. But then again, he knew you were dreaming about that celebrity since you're trying to put a kibosh on that. Yeah, that, that gives him a lot. Who knows, lot, maybe he said his name way out too loud. Way too much credit. Like, uh, Burt Lancaster. And then that gives like, him way too much perception. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so that's, that's it on dreams. So let's, uh, we did this uh, on the last episode and it was such a hit that we'd bring <laughs> it back again. It's opposite news. Okay, so some weird news for you. Jamie, you want to hit us with our first news story? Yeah, I just have one. Oh, okay. Go for it. So, um, I found this and it just sort of um, delighted me. All so, right. It's basically about, it's about, you know, how um, social media can just spark interesting debates. It can, definitely. However insignificant the topic is. True. Okay. So, uh, this man in Boston, um, he put it out to Twitter. Was it Twitter? I think it's Twitter. Yeah, put out to Twitter because he was um, sort of having a spirited debate with his girlfriend. That and then they lived together, right? So, sure. So he put it out to Twitter. Let me see the exact tweet. Addressing. Wait. My girlfriend and I have a question. What is the correct amount of towels to own? I said ten, and she looked at me like I was crazy. We have zero frame of reference on the appropriate amount of towels in a household of two. Hmm. That sparked a thunderstorm of tweets, replies, and opinions. Mm. Yeah, um, that's good fodder. Yeah, I mean, insignificant, yes. Yeah. But you know why it's so interesting? Because everyone, pretty much everyone who owns or rents a house has their own way of doing it. True, true. You know, and no one ever really talks about it. Right, right. But it's just something that everyone can identify with each other about. Right. And I think that's what makes it exciting. True. So um, even uh, celebrity Chrissy Teigen mm, yeah. chimed in about it. Let's talk about her. No. And then... Um, <laughs> Wait, is she wearing a towel? Because that's all I can imagine right now. Stop. Um, so like, okay, see, these are some of the responses. Okay. Um, Someone said you need a single couple, I mean, two people. Two people. Need 20 washcloths. Okay. Oh, okay. That was, that's one opinion. Okay. Another one was, um, some guy said 12 plus. Uh, his father's rule of thumb was to have enough to skip laundry for two weeks. Mm, um, okay. Someone, uh, the voice of reason said, whatever is correct for you. That's uh, such a cop out. I know, I know. Uh, another person said um, two full sets for each person in the house plus a full set for each guest 
guest you might have. If you have a dog, you need approximately a hundred more. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I don't. I've never really had a dog for any long, long period of time. So, but apparently, if you have a dog, you need a lot of towels. Huh. Um, another one. Uh, another wise husband said, "The correct amount is the amount she tells you is the correct amount." And then there was a side debate regarding bath sheets and bath towels. Like, number one, what is it? Right. And what do you, which one do you prefer? Do you know what the difference between a bath sheet and a bath towel is? No idea. Basically, a bath sheet is pretty huge. Oh. It's the it's same use. Yeah, like a beach towel almost size? Because that's a little bit bigger than like a bath. Not as long. Because a, a beach towel might be like more long. It's more length than width. Yeah. yeah. So a bath sheet is sort of more just proportioned, okay. but bigger. Um, someone said we, we should ask Marie Kondo. Kondo, mm. you know the. Uh, yeah, so it sparks joy. The tidiness thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's what I think. I think it depends on where, like your storage space. Yeah. True. You know, True. and I, I think you have to have a little bit more than what your space can handle because you're never going to have all of your laundry done, at least for me. And there's anyway. always going to be one set out on your exactly. Bar, so, right? Yeah, right. So there's the ones that are out on your bar, and there's the ones that are in the hamper. So considering all of the factors, so you want to have the bar, the hamper, and the rack fully stocked. That's how much you should have. The, rat, the, the hamper, though, is the wild card. Cause what that is you, a wild card. What if you wash that, right? That's right. So I would say um, half a hamper's load. <laughs> Point 0.5? Point 0.5? Yeah, mm. yeah. That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if you have, like, in case of emergency, an extra space to put that extra, you know, well, wash, extra that's, wash set. That's true. It doesn't matter, like, how many towels you have. There's a point where you need towels. You absolutely need towels outside of, you know, um, taking a bath. But, you know, besides, like, like if there's a, a spill or, yeah. you know, like you're cleaning up a lot and, or someone's giving, someone's giving birth at home and something and you need a lot of towels. You know, there's always like, she's going to labor quick. Get some, get some towels and a bowl of hot water, right? right? Like all of those type of scenarios. You're not going to have and enough. And a very sharp knife. You, yeah. And a scuba mess. Quickly, I've done this before. Thank you, MacGyver. And a straw. <laughs> and a papaya. <laughs> yeah. So, what am I saying? I don't know. Anyway, okay. So, do you, do you know how many towels you have? No, no idea. Yeah. No idea. And then it's more complicated for me too. Your wife probably has a better idea of. Probably better, but still not a real idea. Yeah. Plus, it's complicated for us because we have kids. So, yes. there's towels that just the kids use. Then there's a top. Oh. You know about kid towels, right? Kid towels are small. Well, I don't have course. kids, so no. Kid towels have a hood at the end. Oh. So when they come out of the bath, they can put the towel like on their, hang it oh, on their head. They don't need to have hoods. No, they don't need to, but no. nowadays. I, yeah, when I was I've little, I never them. had them. I've seen yeah. them, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the baby kind with the hood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that's so my. So you guys don't have like a complete set that's for all four of you. No. Okay. No, no such set exists in our home. Do you have a set just for the two of you? No. 
So everything is mismatched, you would say? Oh, my, I mean, there's sets that we probably bought. Yeah. But, um, but I don't know, maybe... Mm, You're not strict about it? You're, no. You, you or your wife are not strict all. about it? Not at all. I'm very strict about it. Oh, jeez. Where they all have to, that set has to be used at the same time? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And no. when it's not, I get really upset. Oh, you would hate my house. I assume so. <laughs> it's all like mix-matched, yeah. It's, it's hodgepodge, towel city. And if, if one piece of, piece of the, uh, a set is ruined, oh my God. I will go out and buy as close to the same color as possible. Oh, okay. I thought you were going like, to just toss oh, it. No, 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 oh, no, no. I wouldn't okay. do that. Okay. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. There's a rip in this towel. Burn it. Burn it all. <laughs> it's unraveling. <laughs> what about the matching washcloths? Burn no. those as well. Yeah, I'm really anal, kind of anal, anal mm. about it. Got it, got it. Apparently so. See, see what kind of awesome but insignificant discussion that is. Of course. I just love it. Yeah, that's thread worthy. Uh, okay, here's one for you. Smurf invasion. They came covered in blue paint, donning red and white hats, nearly 3,000 in all. Their goal was simple, to break the world record for the largest group of people dressed as Smurfs. Awesome. Yeah, that happened in uh, February of this year. The group uh, Da Tradition, Traditions Versailles, or no, Da Tra Traditions Verein. Uh, that's the name of the organization. Right. Yeah, they planned the event in uh, Lauscheringen, Germany. Uh, and it, it basically borders between Germany and Switzerland, but they had strict rules for this gathering in order to qualify for the event. Okay, so in order to be counted, participants couldn't show any non-blue skin. So all skin <laughs> had to be blue. They could dress as Papa Smurf with his trademark red cap and white beard, mm -hmm. or Smurfette with blonde hair and a white skirt or dress. Normal Smurfs were okay too, but some characters, like the evil wizard Gargamel, were strictly off limits, you know, because he's, he's not, not blue. blue. Exactly. Or the cat. Yeah. The, uh, the group posted on Facebook that 2,762 Smurfs showed up. Cool. Yeah. Is that the record? I think so. Mm. I think, uh, yeah, I think they were able to do that. And I was just thinking, I don't know, it's kind of hot, right? Smurfs, like when you see like uh, just all women, just all in blue. I was kind of, I was trying to think. I was, I was thinking of the original Star Trek, where, you know, like the the alien women, you yeah. know, green or blue. Yeah, exactly. Or like red. Yeah, are they are they normally hot or are they hot to me just because they're all green? You know, is it exotic because they're all one? Exotic is the word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. When I think about like people completely in blue. I don't know. I can't uh, get over the fact that they're not actually that color. So, it so that just weirds it you work, out. It doesn't work for me. Ah. You know, I mean. Yeah. I just think of all that makeup. So if you, so if you saw like this huge like swole guy, right? He's all like buffed out and okay. he's wearing a Papa Smurf outfit. <laughs> Does nothing for you. All blue, mm, white beard. Close. No, just no. no. No way, no way. You wouldn't step into his mushroom? I, don't, I hate mushrooms. You oh, know okay. that. Oh, that's true. You know that. <laughs> you know that. How <laughs> dare you? Good day, sir. <laughs> I said good day. Okay. Um, I don't need to do my second news story. That was good. Okay. Please do not. Opposite okay. news. There we go. Okay, so on to the snack review. 
Okay, out for the snack review this week, we have Vlasic Dill Pickle Sunflower Seeds. Mm -hmm. Do we know where this came from? Was it you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I was uh, looking for like the made in Wisconsin. Did you see it at the store? Or Boulder, how you, Colorado. How did you come upon this? Saw it in the store. Saw it in the store. So I guess it's a, a mixture of Biggs sunflower seeds with Vlasic. Vlasic, right. Because Vlasic has the dill pickles, Exactly. Right? Here's, here's their slogan or uh, their sales pitch right here. Uh, the world's best pickles and the world's best seeds come together to create Biggs Vlasic dill pickle sunflower seeds. It's all about the crunch and the taste. It's a big deal. <laughs> Try these seeds today for the sour garlicky dill taste you love with no artificial colors or preservatives. <laughs> this tangy crunchy treat is sure to satisfy your craving. So uh, I was at my other job the other day mm -hmm. and this other guy, this, uh, this guy's like just munching on these sunflower seeds. Actually, I didn't even know what it was at first that he was eating. Yeah. Doesn't know he had a bunch of stuff in his mouth. He's still trying to talk to me, and he's like struggling to like talk to me. Spraying like seeds at you. Well, he has a beard, something. and so no. like all these little pieces are all covering his beard. I'm like, what is that? What are you eating? Oh my god. And then later I see him sit back down. Then then he proceeds to spit a bunch of shells into a cup. I'm like, oh okay. It's pretty disgusting. It is. It it's is. not a sexy snack at all. No. By no means. No. Yeah. Are, are you a fan, though, of, of uh, sunflower seeds? Shelled kind, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that, that touches on my whole thing about the shelled pistachios, how it shouldn't be, life shouldn't be that easy. I don't have time. So you purchase them shelled. And I usually, um, I like to read at the same time, so mm. I can't um, uh, turn the page yeah. if my both hands are like shelling pistachios. Right, yeah, okay. So, um, shelled sunflower seeds. I imagine that's good to like sprinkle in a salad. It is. Yeah. yeah. Or like maybe in a cookie recipe, give it some texture. Have you know. had um, chocolate covered sunflower seeds? I have not. Really? Yeah, chocolate covered shelled sunflower seeds? Yeah. No. Oh, I gotta I buy even some. Know, yeah, I didn't know they existed. I'll buy you some. So. But they can't be a taste test because I've already had them, so. True. Yeah. Okay, I thought I'd just be a straight gift. Yes. Um, okay, so you're a fan of sunflower seeds if they are shelled. Are you a fan of dill pickles? No. Uh, I can eat it. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'd say I'm a decent fan of both. Mm -hmm. um, I do like uh, pickles. I love pickle juice. Ew. Mm. No, the, it goes really well with whiskey. I think that's what it is. Ah, okay. Yeah, a whole pickle back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's tasty, but. Uh, Usually, like if a pickle comes with my sandwich or something at a restaurant, mm -hmm. I'll give I'll it? give the no I give oh. the pickle to my husband. Oh. Yeah. So I think he likes pickles more than I do. I um I prefer the pickle as a stick in its stick form not, rather not than sliced. sliced. Yeah, because yeah. it gets kind of yeah limp. Yeah. And when it comes to pickle, I want a firm, crunchy pickle, and not something flaccid. Large. I don't want a flaccid pickle size. in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's not a good time. Have you ever been to like a deli where um, they have like just on each table there's like a jar of pickled stuff? God, I wish. No. Oh. Yeah. Now those are great pickles. Ah. Mm. You know what I forgot to do at Disneyland is they have those uh, those giant dills that you can just purchase. It's, it's a, a hot deal. afternoon and it, yeah, the, the whole family. Yeah, it's right. a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's huge. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and you see a whole family just sharing one and pickle juice is just running down everyone's chin. 
Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I think this is going to be great. I think they're going to taste great. Um, But you know it's just going to be the shell that's going to be tasting like pickles. True. So, was there any point in your life where you would shell these on your own? I have, yeah, okay. definitely, yeah. Do you have a technique? Um, I sort of put it in my mouth, like, width-wise, and then just kind of use my teeth to crack it. One by one? Yeah. Oh. I'm not good enough to, like, just put one in my mouth and then um, shell it like a parrot. Right. You know those parrots, you can see yeah, the yeah, tongue, yeah. they, they use yeah. their um, beak to crack it. And I know they, exactly what you yeah. mean. I do that. I can, what I would do, right, if I'm eating sunflower seeds, I'll take a, a handful, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not a handful, that's a lot. A I'll, handful. I'll take a pinch, a hearty pinch of sunflower Three, seeds. Four at a time. I'll put them in my mouth. Okay. That way you can enjoy all the flavor at it. once. And then one by one, you bring them to the other side, shell them, spit it out, and move on. Going. You just kind of like, you know, that kind of yeah, spit? Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's the only That's kind of spit fun, I do. Actually. Yeah. Feels kind of cool. As long as you... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, for the purposes of this podcast, however, I'm just going to go ahead and just take one. Okay. Yeah. You take this big one here. All right. Um, go ahead and smell it. It smells a little like pickle. What if you smell a whole bunch? Yeah? No? Very subtle. Very, yeah, so yeah. for sure. Okay, well, cheers. Oh, okay. Definitely dill taste for sure. Mm-hmm. Even though the, the smell wasn't, it was uh, subtle, the taste is not. Yeah. Actually, you don't really have to shell it. You can just uh, just suck on it. Because you know, I then give you a review. Oh, I'm I'm eating the the cedar. It's fine. Yeah. And as expected, though. Okay, let me try another one where I just throw it in my mouth. Yeah. Do that. Oh. Crazy, huh? How's it going? Yeah. But you don't have any feelings anymore. Was the taste more, um, not pungent, but stronger for you? Yeah. Can I spit the shells in your face? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm just going to keep the seeds in my mouth, my shelled seeds, because I'm hardcore like that. Put it between and, your gum and your teeth and, and just... Yeah. It's my dip. Keep it there. Yeah. Till the end of the episode. <laughs> I'm hard like that. Well, um... I guess. I mean, okay, so we got to put this up to a ranking thing. I mean, mm. we're at the store. You see a pack of these seeds, just like as you did that one day when you picked up this. Say so you're hankering for some seeds, and they're out of the of the shelled okay. uh, sunflower seeds. Right. But, but you're hankering for some, so yeah. you're going to buy it either way. You need some. And they've got original and got this dill pickle. Are you going to go with dill pickle? You're not a fan of pickle, though, so why would you, right? Right. You're going to go with the original. Mm-hmm. Were, were there other flavors? Just curious. Barbecue, I'm guessing? Yeah, the, I did buy another package at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, ranch flavored. Oh, that's right. You did. But I thought for this podcast, ranch was a little tame. Mm. So not, I... Not exotic enough. I put it in the um, 
the office community um, where it was stolen. Snack. No. <laughs> No. Immediately. So some some of our coworkers really like it. So. That's sec uh, while you're talking, I did a second seed. Uh -huh. A lot more dill in that one. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I enjoy dill, so I guess maybe if I saw this, I would, I'd go dill over original. Right. Original salted. Although you know it's the best ones, the ones that grow in my backyard. Word. Oh, sunflower seeds. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dills too. What? I, I, I grow uh, cucumbers. Oh, okay. Yeah. They don't come out as dill pickles, though. No, that'd be awesome, yeah. They don't come out of the ground as dill pickles. In jars. <laughs> In jars. <laughs> One day. One day. One day. What is this? A rock? Is that a rock? With the seeds? No. Yeah, what is it? Yeah. I don't know. Like a rock, yeah. It kind of looks like a rock. Like a piece of gravel. Or like a, yeah, a piece of uh, shell that... You think? I don't know. Is it hard? Yeah, it's hard. I think it's just a crazy shell that got uh, that got coated and everything with I'm the dill. I'm going to try to put it in my mouth. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of like, you know when you'd have Doritos and once in a while you just find just that ball of cheese? That MSG cheese ball. Yeah, but that's a bun. good thing. This is, I don't know what this is. Would you eat that though when you found it? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> like, oh, happy day. What about when you find the black Dorito? You ever found a black Dorito? Oh. Oh, like a burnt one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't, no, I don't think I ever found it's one. It's not that pleasurable, but I'll eat it anyway. Oh, really? It's very charred. Hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, oh, what do I give this? I give this uh, 3.5 out of five pickles. Hmm. Okay, I'll give it a, let's see, eh, 3.5. Out of? Out of 10 Girl Scouts. <laughs> Girl Scouts. I don't know why I picked Girl Scouts. Oh, okay, all right. As long as it doesn't make sense, I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> seven more episodes of this third season of the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Opposite Taste Podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash opposite taste podcast, where we also have a Facebook group that you can join through the page mm -hmm. and talk to us and follow us on Twitter at opposite tastes. Remember, it's plural tastes. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye bye.